On today's episode of GMGM Market Talk, we had a great conversation with the team from Play Wildcard, who sponsored today's episode. Broke down the game that's upcoming on the Polygon blockchain, a top-down mobile card game that allows players to interact directly. Listen to the whole thing. Great conversation, great questions, and a great team behind it, backed by Paradigm and Polygon Studios. Also discussed things from other sides of vessels, Soul Casino's most recent announcement leading to the current price action, and so much more across the ecosystem. If you want to tune in live Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern time at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter and shout out all the free NFTs that you can get at the nifty.com backslash claim giving them out almost daily through a password that you can find at the nifty portal or at nifty portal on Twitter get that password get some free NFTs dive in but let's get into the episode what is going on web3 ecosystem we are back again for another episode of GMGM market talk today's episode is sponsored by play wildcard we got Finn, we got Wild Paul with us today to break the project down. I'm excited to cover what it is they've got going on over there. I had the chance to play the game over the weekend. Absolute blast. I'm excited to learn more about it. Share it with you all as well. And Maybe we might just have some, uh, some allow list spots to give out during the space. So we'll break that down a little bit and uh, kind of share it after we get into some of the market talk. We're going to chop it up for about 15 minutes or so and then dive right into Wildcard and the conversation with their team. But let's get right into the action today. Seems like Seoul Casino decided to fumble the bag overnight. We're seeing price action decline at a rapid rate. We got Iron Paw Gang leading some positive price action out the gate. Over 0.6 as of last night, retracing a little bit this morning. Public sale in like nine hours, give or take. Nakamigos retraced pretty damn hard, only to bounce right back as well. Seems like there may be a red notice out through Interpol for CZ. Guess we're going to have to see what happens there because a lot of speculation after Kobe's tweet. Elon decided to get crazy yesterday. Tweet to seize the memes picture, leading to the fastest pump and dump I've ever seen on a 1155 NFT. And that's saying a lot. So kudos to Elon getting in with the action. People speculating that Punk 6529 is actually Elon. I've heard some crazier theories, but I guess we'll have to see. So we got a lot to dive into. Let's get right into the action. Right now, we're looking at about 195,000 Solana volume, up about 37% over the last 24 hours. Magic Eden doing about 110,000 of that. Tensor at 62. Hadeswap at 14, and a bunch of other ones at like two and a half. So as we start to look at the projects themselves, Soul Casino down to 16, opened up just shy of 30. Oogie Pods at 28, Famous Fox at 65, Gen Ape Academy at 64, Elixir Ovals at 18 and a half, Lily at 12.5, Klanosaurus at 94, ABC at 59, Wolf Capital at 7, OK Bears all the way up to 77 with speculation as to what their announcement's going to be. At NFT NYC. And as we pivot over to the open seas, dudes in the trending charts at a 0.02 ETH floor. Nakamigos, of course, leading the charge with a 0.64 ETH floor. Beans by Azuki at 1.39. Eight Laments at 0.03. Commoners by Commonopoly at 0.05. Cezanne at 0.13. Den Decaden Spirit Keys pushing down to 0.1. And as we look at the top collections, CryptoPunks at 64. Board API Club at 63. Mutant Apes at 13.3. Clone X about to break under three. 
D-Gods rebounded nicely back above 8 to 8.78. Doodles at 3.22. Azuki at 14. Other Deeds at 1.81. With some speculation that the decoupling is happening with the Vessels and some other key pieces. And they're saying that this is supposed to be this week. I know Bunny was excited, speculated that it would be soon, but I don't think he knew it would be this soon. So let's get right into it. Bunny, Frisk, Manny, how we living? Hold on, hold on, hold on, what hold on. Com- commoners at point zero six. <laughs> Woo! Bro, commonopoly deserves this shit. Oh my fucking god, I've been buying these for months for point zero zero six nine. Holy shit. Yeah, they're cooking. All right, all right. I gotta go list these bitches. <laughs> Fair enough. Bunny, Frisk, Manny, how we living? Oh, hey, hey, Frisk. Hey, Easy. Hey, Ray as well. Uh, dude, uh, Animoca tweeted and deleted that the decoupling slash like vessel claim is going to happen today. So that should be interesting. Yeah, I saw that. It's got to happen. Yeah, it's got to happen before the Gucci pendant sale, right? They said all vessels are going to be eligible to buy that $2,000 fidgetal chain mm. or whatever. And uh, so it's got to it's be today, dude. I really believe well, that. Well, the Gucci claim is what, Friday? Mm, yeah, it was three days from yesterday. So that would be two What's days today? from today. Quick math. Yeah, I don't know what today is, so it still doesn't let me know if it's Friday. Today's the fourth. Dude, that doesn't help me. Dude, what are you talking about? You said it was three days from yesterday. Yesterday was the third. But if I don't know what you just keep saying, you're saying numbers now. Do you I don't know, know what a calendar is? On my phone somewhere. Dude. I don't think I deleted that. I don't think you can yeah, I, I that think that's app. one of the ones that's stuck on your phone. But why are they burning lands? Oh, dude, it's the, for the new contract, mm. man. Yeah, we got the new contract. It's too hard to do it the other way. Yeah, uh, typical Yuga, you know, innovating. No, I honestly, I don't know why. I don't know why that they're switching over to a new contract. So you have to burn your existing other deed, and then you're going to get like an other deed expanded. I think it's called. Interesting. So do you get to keep the other deed or does it just become like a vessel? It burns into the other deed expanded. Yes, it's still going to be an other deed. It's just going to have your vessel on it. And I guess you can decouple your coda if you're have, if you lucky enough to get mm. one of those things. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I don't have okay, yeah. I mean, I assumed you didn't. So, Frisk, what's going on? <sighs> so, last night I was playing Mario Kart, okay. as usual. Okay. Uh, just chilling, and uh, it's getting late, so I'm like, all right, I should probably go to bed. So I uh, I didn't realize what I was like, like how late it was. I got up, went to the bathroom, just you know, before most people do, they use the bathroom before they go to bed. I'm scrolling on Twitter, and I see screenshots of the Soul Casino announcement just all down my timeline, up and down, up and down. And I hadn't checked price action or nothing in like an hour or two, and I get back and I see the price has gone from 21 down to 15 Soul. Yep. And. I was like, well, I, I, I mean, I was holding it, so that makes sense. I mean, it's my luck. So I did what any sane human being would do, and I panicked sold. Yep. Just got the, yep. just just got out. And surprisingly, I thought it would wake up this morning and would be right back up. It wasn't, it, is, it isn't funny enough, but talk about fumbling a bag, you know? I mean, the staking thing doesn't just, make any sense. I don't get it. I, I read it like three times, and I don't know what the fuck I read. I just I I, I I hate it here. I really hate Bro, it. Bro, I was reading that at like three AM like why the fuck did they let Fiopi make this announcement? Uh they're they are from Lithuania, right? Like 
that's what the team is from Lithuania. If you play Soul Casino, every game is getting broadcasted from Lithuania. Like these people don't have good English. Like that was known before I invented this shit. The fact that they're the number one casino and couldn't hire someone to run their like their Discord is a fucking shit show, right? They didn't open their chat till today. Like there's several things when it comes to PR and launching a project that projects need to have in line. Not in this wishy washy. Oh, like, we you gotta can't remember, just have... This is the Turtles team. Like, if you were here in 2021, the Turtles team has never given a shit. Ever. Bro. Jesus Christ. I'd have that. I know about the Turtles, kind of. But yeah, this is like the first They've time no one knowing about cared, bro. The Turtle Hut was like the most toxic place in the world. They do not care. There's not a single care in the world from them. Like, Jesus Christ. Even this, I don't think that they really care. Like, to them, it's just like we sold out. Or, like, well, they got the announcement, put it through some chat, fucking PGT English shit, got it all fixed up, and then re slapped the announcement up, which was like, I don't know why that got worse. <laughs> Much worse. People were not. Oh, happy. It's a, it's a shit show for sure. But the fact that we all expected no rev share, right? And now they're giving rev share. They don't know how to explain it. It kind of is more bullish than what it was when we were minting, so I don't know. Well, Repshare is interesting, we'll though. It's like instead of buying an ICO, they did an NFT for the ICO. So it's like you're going to get Soul Casino tokens by owning the NFT. So it just seems like an extra step. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's for, like, legal reasons or, like, why they did it this way, but this seems to be the way that they decided was the best move forward. So, Shrimp, what's going on? I'm oh, sorry, Chris, go ahead. I'll be the one to say it. I hate that process. I don't think it's a good idea, and I think that's a much better way to go about it. And moreover, what happens? Doing, it's an airdrop for the token, right? Yeah, so it's like based on the rarity of the NFT that you have and how long you stake it determines how many tokens you get. So but what happens after the ICO? Yes. What does the NFT do? That's the thing. Like It's 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 only usable up until that that token airdrop. And that, oh my god. Uh, sorry, I'm going to get I'm going to go on a rant. Just go to, let's move on. Let's yeah. Go. Yeah, okay. Well, I think that's how we all kind of feel. I want to go to Shrimp, then Jared, then Gimme, then we're going to dive into wild card. Good fucking morning. I'm not looking like a fucking paper here this fucking morning. Frisk on the other hand is fucking panic selling ass. You're welcome. Hey. I'm still holding mine. Let's go. That's that's what I like to hear. There's some diamond hand people in this space. Yeah, no. Uh, dude, I don't know, man. I got liquidity now, and I'm just trying to find something to buy. Um, but I will say, well, and then there's Bison coming up, and I still don't have my fucking whitelist to heist, so I'm fighting them. Got my Mad Labs last night, though. They were awesome. I got Mad Labs last night. You know, that was real easy. They were so cool. Got mad labs, but then there's the fucking heist. Not giving me shit. It's cool. No I am deal. so tired of this slander. God bless. I come on the stage. I immediately get slandered. I, I don't even have get time. like that. How's your day? How's your morning? No, been? no. It's just this is my life now. Get me wireless. Yeah, this I is my get life now. I'm flooding. <laughs> that's that's what it is, man. You know, I sat there. I comment under a tweet under mad labs. Like if I had whitelist, maybe I'd meant. And then next thing you know, fucking I'm mad labs listed, man. Good for you. Proud that uh, you may have generational wealth on your hands. People are really excited about that. I think I that. do. I think, no? isn't it like 6.9 mint? Isn't that what they're doing? Uh, they haven't fully announced it yet. Oh, okay. I know they had a poll for 6.9 to 7 soul or some shit. Yeah, not surprising. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. You know, it, they're going to sell out. Like, that's like one of the most hyped upcoming projects. 
And you know? I am gonna mint that shit, baby. I'm proud of you. Proud of you. Proud of you. Jared, what's going on? Easy, easy, easy. Good morning, good night, wherever you are. Um, man, it's uh, it was a crazy day. Uh, Soul Casino, dude, pretty much, as you said, fumbled the bag. I mean, they put out that announcement. No one understood what the hell it meant. They chat GBT, rewrote it. Still no one understood what they meant. Then he wrote a comment, which a lot of people didn't realize, but he wrote a comment un- under that announcement, um, pretty much saying, yeah, you clown me all we want. We'll prove you's wrong. And then he deleted it. And then he came out again and wrote some another announcement saying how that it's legal. And uh, it's just very weird. Um, you know, Canva is free. You can go and, you know, DJs don't like reading stuff. Canva, a couple of uh, diagrams, how it works, you know, that'll, that'll do us. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I paper handed it. Me and Frisk are on that paper hand train and uh, on to the next. Also, uh, Bison, dude, you come up here and you uh, you interrupt. I was next and you talk and. Um, dude, I need whitelist too for that, <laughs> that thing, so send it well, through. Uh, seems like everyone's pressuring Bison. We got to hit these hands quick, though, because I want to dive into wildcard. I want to hear what's going on with them. So, Gimme, what's going on? Yeah, man, I'll make this quick. I just want to say good morning, Easy, Bonnie, and Frisk, and everyone else as well. Um, have an amazing day. If you didn't go to the gym yesterday, go to the gym today. If you didn't brush your teeth, that's kind of nasty, but do it today anyways. <laughs> um, and, like, just block block the FUD, man. Punch the haters. Right and love the knock amigos, man. Have a wonderful day. That's all. That's all I got. <laughs> the subtle knock amigos show. I love it. All I right? like this guy. Yeah, he's he's good energy. I like that. I like that. I should have known what to get. And you know, just because he's rocking the knock amigos, now we have to go to the other knock amigos. Osiris, what's going on? Oh man, that was a perfect intro, and he fumbled. He fumbled. Okay, one for two. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not too mad. That's a pretty good I'm like. If that's a batting average in baseball. We're, we're all star lineup, dude. You're a Hall yeah, of Fame record, like that's actually, yeah, you're the best hitter, all uh, literally all time. What that Ted Williams guy do, like 370? Yeah, get out of here, chump change. Ray, what's going on? Then we're gonna go to Bison. Easy before I floor these fucking commoner, commoners, what the fuck is happening? They change the art. That's it. So, like, all right, if y'all don't know who common commoner is, uh, commonopoly, who made commoners, he's a fucking legend, bro. Like. He started with um, Small Brains, which is, uh, when he started, was a free mint. I know it went to, like, one, like, it went to, like, 6 ETH. And, like, the last run-up, it was, like, 1.3 ETH a few weeks ago on the Small Brains with the ARB airdrop. He's the one who did the art for Small Brains and a bunch of those Arbitrum pictured uh, NFTs. And then people would give him, like, let's say I'm like, yo, I love Rocky Balboa, bro. Here's a picture. Like, for example, I have a custom small, which is like a bottle of lean. And he just made that shit for me, put it on chain. And he's been doing that for two years now. And he launched his project, 0.042 Mint. It goes to like 0.2. And then just the amounts of fucks given just went away, right? To the point where they're 0.006 the other night. And like, I found the, the in the Illuminati chat ED at 10 a.m. two days ago. Low key, feel like Commonopoly project should be priced like Naka's. No, but no one cared for his shit. He even just changed metadata to look like a Naka. All right, and then at fourteen X after that. So yeah, you were spot on. If this guy, I mean, these can technically move up. Like I can't. I'm being like, I don't know if I should list right now. I have like twenty of these things because that's my boy. I just been buying them, but uh, I'm right now. I feel like I should sell. 
but I do see the sellers are like people that bought in at like point zero zero, like me. So, oh my god, I don't know what the fuck to do. It's tough to say. Like you look at the what chart and the volume is like literally only today. So like sustainability is always the toughest part. Focus, in my opinion, will be on Iron Paul when it goes public at five p.m. today. There's only like 700 of those that are minting. So I think that's going to draw some FOMO and attention on the ecosystem. And then if the other deed thing actually goes down, that'll also draw like all the focused liquidity, which is tough because right now it is like siloed trading. So unless Nakamigos push higher, which is kind of draw like pulling all these other projects up with it, it's, it's tough to say. You only have about 5% listed right now. There's been 21% unique owners is tough. But in the last hour, 144 sales. So like decent, decent numbers. So, like, that's solid, but I just think the sustainability of it becomes the questionable part, like, where it goes from here, you know? Like, that's... And it's early. It's early in the morning. Yeah, people are going to wake up and the shit up. out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. All right, right, let's go to Bison real quick, and then we'll try Osiris again, and then we got to dive in the wild card. <laughs> um, easy, do you know when Iron Paw's going to gonna reveal by any chance? So an inside it's, 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 source told me 48 hours after Mint Out. Okay, so forty-eight hours at the public so um, Thursday. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, that's good to know because I. So I bought a ton of soul and left it on Coinbase like a bozo, absolute bozo. After all this things that went down, it's like, yeah, take it off. I'm like, ah, I'll just leave it on Coinbase because I want to exchange it for ETH. I just saw a lot of purchasing power uh, towards soul at nine bucks when I bought it. It's like, yeah, this, this is going to be a, a way better trade, and then I'll just convert it over to ETH. When the time's ready. Uh, for some reason, on Coinbase, they auto-stake if you just leave it in there long enough. So I have to unstake. It's going to take five days, which also, that's some bullshit, man. They only give you like 2.74% yeah, return. That, bro, that, fuck that. What, what is this? So yeah, I'm like panicking, dude. Panicking, trying to get some ETH uh, over into my wallet. It's always fun. I guess my real question, Easy, is what do you think happens on reveal? Because I, you know, like we're, we're in Seoul, right? Everybody's like, it oh, dumps. Uh, no, but see, here's the thing. I don't think it dumps that much. I really don't think it dumps that much because I'm looking at all the, the iron pile stuff. And I think a lot of people are just like, oh, yeah, it's going to dump on reveal and everything. It might dump a little bit. I really don't think it dumps that much. Um, in fact, I actually think it goes up, you know, uh, like it's just a short period of dump. And then it goes like rocketing. I think all these things look fucking sick, dude. I, hope, I don't know bro, what it is. I think they go two. to one ETH. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love one ETH. I'm still holding two. I sold one, so now I'm 0.15 in the profit and holding two for free. So I'm not too mad about that, you know? Yeah. it's Dude, uh, uh, rip rip top buyers of, of supply chain, Voxel Monkey, airdrops, and and uh, 4x4s because, holy shit, those those went up to 90 sold, dude. Yes. Um, yes. Like, that was that was such an easy <laughs> – was I kept telling, like, Dor and everybody, I was like, please – sell this now and then just play secondary um it just doesn't make any sense i was like you expect these to open up at like 1.1 eth essentially because you have to factor in mint costs they would need to too. open up over one um, and a half at, at 90 sold you're looking at like yeah 1.2 and then yeah i mean it was just a good opportunity cost sort of factoring right like it's like okay well you know if they do open up at like 1.5 or something i'm willing to take that bullet in this but, market no um, way in hell yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I was like, I, I will take I will take that fat dumb um and then I'll just play secondary. Unfortunately, now I have to transfer everything over to ETH. So, you know, I'm still yeah, I wish like I wish you luck. That's whatever. Luck. Osiris, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. Hello, hello guys. Hello, Nakamigos. Uh they really gained popular strength in the weight waiter. 
uh, in the, my opinion, based on the, my extensive experience on, in the crypto, uh, I can say we are the beginning of the bullish. So you think we're bullish? Bullish crypto in and NFT. Okay, I'll take it. That's what that's what I want to hear, and that's actually a perfect segue into the conversation. We got Wild Paul and Finn up here, so I'm eager and excited to talk to them about Play Wildcard. Finn, Paul, I'd love for you guys to break down the project. Great to have you guys up. GM, thanks easy. Thanks for having us. So great to be here with you guys. It's early as shit right here for me now, and I love it. Oh man, I'm sorry it's this early, but uh, hey. no, no. No, Finn hit me up like a few days ago. He's like, hey, check it out. We can be on the spaces, but it's at seven in the morning for you. And I'm like, I'm there. Don't even worry about it. It's so great to be here with you guys. Uh, my name's Paul. I'm the founder and CEO, Wildcard. I've been making games for 25 years. I've been working on this game for six years before I even knew what a smart contract was. There's a lot we can talk about there. Um, the game itself. Well, actually, Finn, go ahead, introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on here a lot, though. Uh, I'm Finn. Uh, I'm the the marketing and partnerships manager uh, here at Play Wildcard. Uh, but yeah, Paul, you want to intro the game? I think you know, obviously, there's a Web3 gaming right now is a pretty hot topic, and so um, we thought it was a pretty good time to to sort of you know introduce ourselves to everyone, let people know sort of you know what what we're making, what we're building, and I think especially when you hear Paul's background. Uh, it all starts to make sense. <laughs> I'm here to take us all to the holy land where that's, that's what I love to where, hear. <laughs> where where video games have millions of players, not tens of thousands of players. <laughs> that's 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 my history. I started in this industry, came out here to Dallas, Texas when I was 19 years old to join uh, a small studio called Ensemble Studios and work on a brand new strategy game franchise called Age of, of Empires. I wonder if we got any Age of Empires players oh, we in the do. audience. We do. <laughs> that's, that's we do. The same team. God damn it, I'm buying. <laughs> <laughs> so the same team that worked with me to help make that game is the same team that's here on Wildcard. Believe it or not, this is the same crew that that I followed around or they followed me, however we want to put it, for the last, oh my God, 20, 25 years? I don't even know. It's been a long time. Uh, I grew up there at Ensemble Studios working on Age 1, Age 2, Age of Mythology, Age 3, Halo Wars. We sold that company to Microsoft. Uh, that was a blast. I left that company uh, right at the, I think I was like 12 years that I'd, I was there, uh, to start a brand new iPhone game studio before anybody thought that was a good idea. In fact, most of my friends thought I was having a midlife crisis, like most of my game developer friends, because that was like right at the beginning of the iPhone. And at least here in the West, everybody thought making iPhone games was like the worst idea ever and that I was ending my own career. Um, we started a small studio, a couple of believers from Ensemble Studios followed me and then more followed after that. We made, uh, I think, a top three mobile game of all time uh, called Words with Friends, especially here in the West, uh, massive, massive hit. It has over a half a billion players. So like... <laughs> We're talking, we're talking about a scale that it's so funny. Like I, I remember talking to some of the early blockchain folks, like we're partnered with Polygon now and we're talking about like transaction volume and you know, they're like, guys, guys, like we can do like, I don't know, like 30, 40,000 transactions per second. I'm like, uh, we made one game that did, that its peak was doing like 300,000 transactions per second in that, in just one game. This is just like people making moves in that game. So it's like on a whole, a whole different scale to reach that type of audience. 
but we've done it many times. It's an incredible opportunity. It's why I'm so excited about Web3 because it's an, I never thought I'd have this moment again, honestly. Uh, and now what we're building with Wildcard is that moment again, our opportunity to reach a brand new audience and to take this, take this opportunity that we're doing and reach an entirely new scale. Um, that's what we're here for. I can tell you a little bit more about Wildcard if you want. Yes, please. I'd love to hear more about it. I, I did do my research. I've played the game. And I want to hear a little bit more about like what led to creating this. The game has a ton of moving parts, mechanics. It's You've partnered with Paradigm and Polygon Studios, correct? Yes. We raised uh, $46 million, uh, from Paradigm and Griffin and a handful of our existing investors who were desperate to get in this new thing. Um, so yeah, that was that was a huge deal. They have been the most incredible partner. Then we then we signed up with Polygon early early last year. It's so funny. We some of the folks that worked on Wildcard are actually out in the Polygon team and are here in Texas. Uh, so that was a natural fit. They have been the most amazing team. And then recently we signed on with Magic Eden, which is another team. We wear these teams out. Like <laughs> we really we really do our research. We spend a lot of time talking to all the folks in the space to make sure that we're finding partners that are like actually long-term committed with us, not like just looking to do something short-term and then disappear. Um, and we won't do a deal or a partnership like this, like the one we just did with Magic Eat unless we get that feeling. So anyway, the game itself is kind of a dream game for us. So, you know, as I mentioned, we started working on Age of Empires many years ago. There's been this progression in strategy games um, from games like Age of Empires and StarCraft to faster, tighter experiences like League of Legends, that are kind of deri derived from those original strategy games, right? But are more action-based, more real-time, more, you know, more like just kind of taking the the, the core, the, the the fun battle parts of a, of a strategy game and focusing in on that. When we started working on this game five or six years ago, we had this vision of taking that next step with the strategy, with the real-time strategy genre, uh, and like making it something that that was even more accessible, even more real-time, even more visceral, we were asking questions like, what if we were, what if it was a MOBA, but you were like down on the field controlling the character more like uh, an action game, more like an Overwatch or a CSGO, or, you know, that kind of like first person or third person experience and blended the elements of an action game together with a strategy game together with collectible elements like a game like Magic the Gathering or Hearthstone. When we set off on that journey five years ago <laughs> or six years ago now, like, you know, whenever we're building a new genre like this, it like even when we're working on Age of Empires, it took us several years to find the fun of that game, even when we're working on a sequel. So the first like three years of working on Wildcard was nothing but just like trying to make this brand new formula work and find the fun. And it's it's just an incredible position to be in now. Like, you know, we play the game like we did with you guys and with lots of folks. And like, you know, they see screenshots, they see the trailer, but then when they get it in play, it just blows their mind. That's how that $46 million raise happened. Like we were having these conversations with Paradigm and, and one of their guys, he's my favorite, his name is Dave White. He's a gamer. He was like, um, can I just play? Like, I know you guys are working on a deck, but like, let's just play the game. And we brought him in the game and like, no shit, 12 hours later, we had a term sheet. Uh, that, that's Damn. the kind of impact that the game has on people when they actually get to play it. No, that's awesome. I mean, that's I've played, like I said, I've played it. It's extremely smooth. It's a lot of fun. So, I mean, like from a high level, I guess like what's what's next from Wildcard? You know, where are you guys launching? What's the mint price? What's the supply? What can you share with us? Yeah, yeah. So our mint's coming up on 420. This is our just our first mint. So the thing to understand about Wildcard, and, and I think you, you guys should really think about any of the big games in this space this way, 
I, I look forward to lots of different kinds of assets, not just one asset. A game like Wildcard has the opportunity for ownership and 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 getting in on several different aspects of the game. You know, we envision ownership happening with the characters and the creatures, with the IP. We 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 think about the the kinds of things that could exist in the future for a game like this is successful. You have an entire you know, obviously like professional sports, uh, esports experience that can grow up around a game like this if the if the community decides to embrace it. Like we don't get to say it's an esport. Our job is just to make the most amazing game ever and stick with it because, you know, even when you look at these games that seem like overnight successes like League of Legends or even Minecraft or Fortnite, when you really dig in, you see like, oh man, that team's been grinding for 10 years to get to the point where that game finally blew up. I think that's the unique thing about the position we're in now is, you know, a, a lot of a lot of crypto games like saw this opportunity, threw together a deck, built a team, and then went out to investors and said, "All right, cool, we're, we want to make this Web three game." And they're kind of early in that journey now. You know, like maybe a year or two into it. The unique thing about Wildcard is that we are six years into that journey now, and so we're much closer to that holy land I mentioned in the beginning of like a game where it's you know it's you just can't put it down. It's irresistible. And like, we know what it takes to get there. And it's still a couple years away, honestly, before the point where I think, you know, we're just going to have that insane breakout success. But the opportunity in Web3 now is to build it together with this community to begin to welcome in folks like like are here with us today, who are who are excited about this opportunity or excited to get in early on a game like Wildcard and be an owner and part of that community together with us. So the first, the first thing that's happening on 420 is the mint of the Wild Pass. Uh, we've had a lot of different ideas, actually, for what our initial mint would be. We announced this project a year ago, uh, and one of the reasons we raised as much money as we did is because we didn't want to be in a situation, I mean, just candidly, where we had to be selling parts of the game as Web3 assets to raise money before we even knew what that meant or what what those things were that we were selling and then just having to like back into it to making a game around those assets that we already sold like that that idea kind of terrified us as game, as game developers because we know it takes a while to find the fun and to tune and balance and tweak a game if we're really aiming for that level of success of like you know the next rocket league or the next <laughs> league of legends like you know if that if that were to happen and so we've Iterated on a bunch of ideas. It's honestly it's taken us about a year to figure out what that strategy really needs to be. Our partners have been amazing in this. Polygon and now especially Magic Eden. Like, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but there's a lot of teams out there who come from a background like we do, like a Web 2 background. Like, we understand how to build good games. But that's a very different thing, honestly, than having success in Web 3. It's been a humbling experience for me over the last year to bring on these partners, to bring on amazing people on the team like Finn, who come from a more Web3 native background, and to fuse that together, that that understanding, that knowledge, that experience in Web3 together with our team's experience, you know, more traditionally in Web2. And it's humbling, man. There's a lot of stuff that we thought we knew, and we kind of had to take a step back. So what that's led to is our first mint being the thing that that people have said they want the most as the initial asset for a project like this. We call it the Wild Pass. It's basically the, the most exclusive access to opportunity within the wildcard universe that we're ever going to make. So there's 4,444 of these things. It mints on 420. And the way we look at it is like this kind of game we're building that can have millions of players. When we look at the kind of 
elevated access and opportunity that we can create if we just take like 4,000 people in an entire community from a game like Age of Empires and treat that those people with the utmost like value, respect, and like and really just trying to deliver incredible value to those people over the growth of, of a franchise like this. It's insane the level of things that we will be able to do with that audience. So it's really exciting to start with that exclusive group of people with these wild passes. It kind of represents really our earliest adopters who who believe in us the most. And I just can't wait to go on this journey with them. No, I can't wait at all. I mean, I'm extremely, extremely excited. And I think you had mentioned the esports angle. So I guess I'm like curious. You've had experience in the mobile gaming side. You have experience with Age of Empires. Esports in itself is like a totally different realm. So like, how do you plan to try to get that kind of like engagement and audience, especially with like traditional gamers, not being huge fans of like crypto and blockchain games? Yeah. People, that's a great question. People ask this question all the time because because there's so much negativity still in the traditional gaming audience for for Web three for NFTs and like so for me as a game developer, like I don't that doesn't hurt my feelings. Like I don't feel upset about that. I'm like, of course there is. Like if you're just a gamer, if you if you take if I take off my Web three like you know excitement and I and I just put it aside for a second. Like, what are those games that I would stay up late at night playing in Web3 right now? They don't exist. So, like, gamers don't gamers don't hate Web3 or hate crypto. They just are – they're interested in great games. And to your question, like, so how do we convince those millions of players? There's only one way to do it. We have to build an irresistible game that people would actually choose to play, like, you know – alongside the, the things that they're spending all their time playing right now, you know, whether it's Fortnite, CSGO, League of Legends, whatever that is, like, it, it's hard. And I, I think it's something that, that, that we, you know, as crypto folks, like, uh, not necessarily haven't, like, woken up to, to, this, to this challenge yet, necessarily, what it takes to actually build a game like that. It's, it's the hardest thing ever. We, there's going to be a degree of patience, especially for projects that have just gotten started in the last couple of years. I mean, it will happen. And when it does happen, there will be tens of millions of people that show up suddenly and and like literally 10x the size of the Web3 audience overnight. I think that's why people understand that this is such a huge opportunity. That's where Par Paradigm invested the money they did. They know that gaming is the like Uber application for Web3 and crypto, but but you know, but it takes time. So that's you know, like what what we're so excited about now with Web3 is that it gives us that opportunity to build that together with the community. Like normally in these situations, we would be, you know, kind of like internally playtesting, but we wouldn't necessarily be like out in the open and, and definitely not giving people an opportunity to come in and like own part of that value that we're building this early. But that's what Web3 gives us is the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I completely, completely agree. And Ray, do you have a question there? Yeah, I, like so, like I, I get his point, Web3 and gaming don't get along but that there is times where like the market's fucked up and i play league of legends all <laughs> fucking day so that shit bounces back so and of the age of empire fucking nerd dude i even played <laughs> fucking derivative called uh, Call of Honor. yeah bro and and like even now like when it came to um crypto like the thing that got me in here was gaming it was like Axie Infinity, if I'm being honest, that like got my eyes and like played her. And Splinter Cell came along, and that was kind of good. But if, if, I don't, I haven't even looked into y'all. Just from like prior experiences, like Age of Empire, like people played that game for 
decades, right? <laughs> the thing you said and, and PvP, right? Like they they play an hour long PvP, building an empire against another empire, and that kind of, those kind of fans. Like I think you have four thousand of those, and that that's just number wise. Uh, I want, I'm definitely looking forward to this. Like, Thanks, bro. Also, fourteen men. You should have someone in Austin at the uh, Hacker House. They have one on four twenty. Like, have like a community guy there just to fucking chill with people and get your name out there. That's awesome. We were, just, we were just out there for South by, and it was a great vibe. I mean, I've been going to Austin forever because there actually used to be an Austin Game Developers Conference. There's a huge set of developers down there. Dallas and Austin, this area, like it's the home for so much so much gaming like people don't understand the history but id software like doom and quake like that was the that was the og that was the origin studio here in dallas that really and then there was origin itself which created like ultima and ultima online in austin and so there's this like heart of talent here in texas for game developers that's what led to ensemble studios that's what led to our studio uh it's just it's just an incredible scene for game development like people think it happens on the coast but really like i think where where it's happening for real is texas I wanted to also like just speak to the Age of Empires thing, like and and you know the fact that that game is still being like. So I don't know if you guys know this, but Age of Empires actually had its best year ever last year. Like the most players, the most people buying it. Like it's crazy because they remastered you know Age Two, and like it's got a huge community on Steam. We we used to talk about that as as this this um, and we still do this vision of creating evergreen games, like the kind of game where. Even 20 years after we make it, people are still discovering new strats, new meta, like are still just, just you know, oh, just one more game. Like, I can't put this down. It's so much fun. Um, and, you know, we know what it takes. Like this team, it isn't it isn't just me. Like that's the other thing you see in, in brand new teams and crypto a lot is like, there'll be like one creator from Riot and another creator from Activision and another creator from whatever, but they're getting together for the first time. And that's really challenging, right? Like whenever I've been part of a new team, it's hard to it's hard to like get to know everyone and to get up to speed with everybody's strengths and weaknesses and to like really gel as a team. Like that can take years. This team that I'm working with now, like I said, it's 25 years I've been working with these guys. And so like we've been through this before. We've been through what it takes. Like you'd think from going from like Age of Empires 1 to Age 2 to Age 3 that like we would have had that formula figured out. But every single game is the same it's the same struggle. Like the struggle is real. Finding the fun, and like there's this magic moment that happens on that happened during development of Age of Empires, where we'd be like playing the game, be like it's pretty fun, right? It's pretty fun. And but then at night, when we're done working on the game, we would turn on Half Life or Quake or something else to like blow off steam. And in that last like maybe year to eighteen months, this magic thing would happen where suddenly like at the end of work, which usually be like two in the morning or whatever. You'd like walk down the hall and you'd see people playing our own game that we were working on for fun. And that's when you know that you're like, oh shit, we gotta ship this. Like this is this is the real deal. And we're right on that threshold for wildcard. I'll be totally honest with you guys, we're not there yet. Like the game is super fun, but we haven't yet released the meta. There's you know, like we're internally doing deck building because that's a that's a part of wildcard is you build a deck of cards, you summon the creatures in the battlefield. But we haven't released that into alpha, so like our alpha players are just playing with fixed decks. They're not. They're not. You know, it's pre-constructed. Um, but there's something else I wanted to talk about because Easy, you were asking about this about the esports. So <clears throat> one of the things that I asked myself, like when we started working on this game, and we as a Web three game especially, 
is like, what is the real opportunity to allow people to become a, like allow a community to come alongside us as a game developer and own something in what we're creating that could be worth millions. So that's actually a hard question, right? Like it's not like most games have like an amazing sword that's worth millions or something. Like even in CSGO, skins are worth, you know, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands for like incredibly ultra rare skins that everybody wants. But you don't necessarily find assets that are worth millions, except you do in competitive games. So you look at something like, I remember this happening. I was at the bull market of esports, but like three years ago in Dallas, the Hirsch family, which we met with, they bought the rights to Overwatch here in Dallas for $30 million. <laughs> it was, it was crazy. crazy. Yeah, it was insane. Esports teams, like the values come down a little bit and it's a hard business actually. It's part of the problem we're working to solve. But like that, when I look at that and usually those it, within a game publisher like Activision, usually you got two businesses actually. You have the game itself and then you have the entire business of the competitive sport and usually the company like Riot owns both of those things, right? So, or Activision in the case of Overwatch. So they're making all this money off the game and they're also making all this money off the esports. Like they're selling closed franchise rights and they make a ton of money on that. What we have realized for Wildcard is that our real opportunity is taking that second part of the game, that entire platform around the competitive aspects of a game like Wildcard and having that be owned by the community. Because if we do that well, we do that right, then those opportunities are in the millions of dollars. Like those, those opportunities, and again, it, it all hinges on us making a great game. We know that. Like we don't get to say that Wildcard is an eSport. That's for our community to decide. All, our job is just to make an incredibly great game that can last for you know, 20 years, like, like Age of Empires, hopefully. But if we do that well, the opportunities to, to have our community own things in that ecosystem that are worth, you know, I mean, that, that just can have insane investment value is like, you know, that, that, that really, that has what been what have gotten most excited about over the last year when realizing how Web3 can really supercharge a game like Wildcard. No, I think you're spot on. And it's actually awesome to hear someone who has like the experience with this interest and this level of like desire to just crush web three. It, it's absolutely awesome. Jared, did you have a question uh, for Paul here? We got probably like eight minutes or so. Yeah, I did, man. Um, just real quick. Um, obviously we've seen a lot of people come in to web three with gaming projects. And I feel like the thing is, is that DJs just want to move their capital so quick to the next thing. How do you guys plan to, um, hold the or retain your holders of your of your passes up front until the game is finished. So, I mean, that's such a great question. I think about this all the time because every game I've worked on, especially recently, like when we work when we worked on a mobile game, we worked on VR games. There's always some new audience, and there's some new thing that we get to focus on as game developers that I never had to worry about before. So, like when we were making mobile games, like we came off Age of Empires and we're working on like a word game for mobile, and suddenly, like I had to worry about making a game that someone could play on the toilet, like within like just a few minutes, and then they're going to get up and they're going to go on their life. I was like, well, I never had to worry about that before, and like, and then we we're working on a VR game, and suddenly I have to worry about making people sick with our games because VR games can make people sick. Every one of those times, like that thing that seems like a downside actually turns into an opportunity to, to make something new and to make something amazing in the game. And now I, I feel the same way. Like when we interact with this Web3 audience, they come in and they say, I want to I want to find opportunity in your game. I want to find opportunity to acquire assets that can grow in value. And like that's never a thing that as a game developer I've ever focused on before. But 
But like thinking about that and thinking about how to create that long-term value is like, that's what gets me up every morning now. Like that's the new thing in building a game like Wildcard. And so to your question, I, I believe that the answer is always fun. If we create like, so that Web3, <laughs> Web3 calls this utility, I call it fun. <laughs> it means like, okay, I have this NFT and like, it's cool to hold it and I want it to go up in value. But it also, if there are things I can do with it that, that feel fun and engaging, that's going to increase even by a little bit, maybe in some cases a lot, the, the desire I have to hold this asset because I love what, I love the fun that it's adding into my life. I love the things I'm able to do with it. And so as that, for us as a game developer, when we think about those kind of assets and those opportunities, of course, people come in the door right away and they're like, I just want to, I want to own something. I want to go up in value. I want to flip. I'm going to move on to the next project. And I'm like, that's fine. Come on in, man. Like, that's good. Uh, but, but guess what? you know, you might have more fun with this thing than you think. So like, if, if I can, it's kind of like a Trojan horse, right? Like once they're in here, I'm like, well, wait, but hold on. Like, what if you did this? What about that? And, and I just think that like, you know, again, reaching both the web two and the web three audience, it's the same thing. It's just about fun. It's just about delivering entertainment. And, you know, and, and this team has been doing it for 20 years. So I believe they could do it better than most. <laughs> this is a great question. Though. No, thanks. Thanks, Paul. I love to hear it. And I guess the last question I had is like, what led you to choose Polygon as the underlying blockchain? <laughs> Secret is that a guy that worked on Wildcard ended up on the Polygon team. Mm. And so like he initially hit us up. It's so it. funny. His, name, his name's Chad. You guys might have seen guys. Uh, very handsome, redheaded, tall guy. Anyway, um, he's like, he's, he's one of the people who was initially talking to us about what was going on over there. And like, you know, he was early on that team and he was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to like convince you to go to Polygon because I don't really know these guys yet, but you should talk to them. And that was like, that was over a year ago. Uh, and, wow. and I, I mean, like I said, man, we wore these guys out. We talked to every blockchain out there, every alt chain, every side chain, every L2, uh, and really just try to get a sense of what their long-term commitment was like. Because it's one thing to sign a deal, and and they did. They signed an amazing deal with us that, that signifies long-term partnership. But, like, I got to believe, I mean, especially because this is a multi-year thing for us. Like, I got to believe that that partner is really into it for the long term and that they're going to, they're gonna like, work alongside us and that they have the same long-term vision. And fundamentally, the thing that I fell in love with at Polygon was two things. One, that they promised to build that team, and they have completely delivered on that promise. They hired Ryan, which is the head of gaming at YouTube, and he has built the most amazing team of real gamers who are like kind of acting like, like it, you know, it, in Web2, you've got these amazing publishing organizations like Sony and Nintendo and, and Microsoft, and there's nothing like that in Web3. Polygon is now the closest to that. They have a real game publishing team that gets what it means to the, the challenge of building a game like this. So that's been amazing. But the other thing is that Polygon's vision from the beginning has not been to try to create an alternative to Ethereum. They're all in on Ethereum and they're just like, look, we're just here to help scale this. And this was before ZK. This was before Supernets. Like this was early on, right? They didn't have any of those technologies, but they were like, look, we're going to build in that direction because we're not trying to create this, this alternative to it. We just want to help you scale on Ethereum ultimately. And that's the vision I believe in most. Like, I think Ethereum's the real deal. And at least in the medium term, like, that's that's kind of where we should all be paying attention and spending our time. And uh, and Polygon's committed to that rather than trying to create something different. So that's the reasons. No, I think it's absolutely spot on. It's, it's absolutely great to hear. You've completely crushed it. I know everyone uh, messaging me talked about it's wicked excited. So before we wrap, was there anything else you wanted to leave us with? This year... 
is going to be the real opportunity for folks who are early in on this project to to join us on this journey. Like we like like I was saying earlier, we're just thinking so much about like okay, our our normal job is to make this great game that can be played for decades to come like Age of Empires, like the work we did there. And like so we know that. We know we're doing that. But we have this new thing that we get to do now because of the fact that not just because we're working on web3 technologies. A lot of people talk about the technology. I'm I'm much more about the 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 philosophy, like the the culture, the the new type of experience that this audience is looking for, which I which like I said is all about opportunity. And so this year now especially is when we're going to be focusing on that. When we're going to be focusing on like this is our most early adopter audience. How can we drive the most value for them long term? What are the kinds of assets and the kinds of opportunities we can create in Wildcard that will re- that will truly allow this this group of folks who are here early with us to grow their value alongside the value that we're building and that we're investing in the game and and that's I, I just I'm super excited to to connect with with your audience here to talk about that and I can't wait to see you in our Discord and especially can't wait to see you in playtest because it's one thing to talk about this game even to go look at videos or look at the website or like look at the teams we're all docs you know whatever but like again people just have a completely different experience when they play the game They're like oh shit this game is like legit and and I'm not saying that on my own like that's just what I get to hear every day when we play test with people so. Come join us. We're playtesting almost daily now. Finn's running playtests with with folks daily, and we love to see it. And and it's really helping us develop oh, the game. So, oh, multiple yeah, multiple times a day. He's up. He's up all hours doing that. <laughs> yeah. If you ever if you ever want to check out some gameplay footage or really interested, uh, first I'll plug Easy's YouTube channel because we had a really really fun play session with him. Uh, you can see some gameplay footage there. Uh, but also, we'll, we'll tweet out from our main account pretty regularly whenever we're doing a, a live stream or playtest. Again, we're doing these pretty much daily, uh, if not multiple times a day. So there's a ton of chances to get a get a peek at sort of like what the gameplay looks like. Uh, and, and you know, to be honest, I think once people see the gameplay footage, that's that's usually when we uh, convert them fully. So uh, really excited. Again, thank you, Easy, for, for having us. Thanks so uh, much. Paul, you, no, you guys crushed it. It's uh, been and, great. And uh, I'm going to throw Finn on the spot here because he, he carried the heavy lifting of the space today. So join the join yeah. their Discord. Join the Play Wildcard Discord. Mm-hmm. Let them know that you listen to yeah. this space, and uh, maybe Finn hooks it up with some allow lists. You know, just specifically. I think I might um, DM them. Yeah, if you bother me. Uh, yep. Just make today. Busy. Yeah, I think what we said is. Uh, yeah, if you if you bother me so much that I don't get my regular work done and, and Paul gets upset, um, I'll give you an allow list. <laughs> that's that's um, a good <laughs> good motivation. <laughs> Uh, so send those DMs. Make sure that I uh, I have to filter through them for hours. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but thank you so much. We're super excited. It looks like we got a, a couple people already in Discord thinking this is awesome. <laughs> Usually, what happens? So go bo- today is bother Finn Day and let him know that you listen to the morning space. I enjoyed the conversation. I hope you all did as well. Paul, thank you so much for the time. You guys are gonna crush. I cannot wait for the mint. Wicked excited about it, but that's going to do it for today's episode. We're back again at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Shout out Play Wildcard for sponsoring today's space. Electric conversation. I know based on the DMs I got, people are extremely excited about the game itself. We'll catch you later today. Have a beautiful one. And thanks again to the Wildcard team for pulling up. Thanks, EZ.